There are lots of things you can spend your tax refund on, but one thing you don't have to spend it on? A new smartphone. Switch to MetroPCS now and get not one, but two free 4G LTE smartphones for brands like Samsung and LG. Plus, you're on T-Mobile's blazing fast nationwide 4G LTE network. Hurry, switch to MetroPCS and get two free smartphones after instant rebate. One heck of a deal, only at MetroPCS. Limited time offer. Sales tax not included in phone price. Coverage and services not available everywhere. See store for details and terms and conditions. Welcome to the Exit Coach Radio Show, the show for baby boomer business owners who are looking for cutting-edge information as they plan their 3- to 10-year business succession and exit. Every week, we interview top professional advisors for their best tips, strategies, and precautions so you can be well-planned. And don't miss our one-minute Exit Coach tip of the day on ExitCoachRadio.com. And now, here's your host... Welcome. Thanks very much for joining us today. It's a pleasure to have you all with us. Hey, uh, I wanted to let you know before we get into our next guest that we have been doing a lot of work here at Exit Coach Radio, and we have developed the audio library, which is a compilation of several hundred, let's just leave it at that, several hundred uh, interviews with authors, advisors, and thought leaders, very smart people from around the country. And uh, it's been categorized into 12 different topic file folders. So whether you're interested in listening to our past guests on things like family business issues, like we're going to talk about today, or whether you're interested in growing your business, being a better leader, dealing with key employees, family members, preparing for life after exit, it's all there at the audio library at exitcoachradio.com. All you have to do is go to your smartphone, put in exitcoachradio.com, and click on audio library. So there you have it. Uh, my my guest today is Jana Hoyberg. She's been with us many times before. It's always a delight to have her back. It's always a lot of fun. We talk, um, we talk um, about important things in ways that I think people can relate to. And uh, she is the, the founder of... Um, her consulting group and she talks about a lot of things with a uh, uh, around her book called the backpackers guide um, to uh, uh, business business success easy for me to say it's available on her website or through Amazon and we're going to talk today about how you can create a path for the next generation of family business so Jenna welcome back thanks so much for joining us again and I hope you're doing well how are you I'm doing very well, and I and it's great to be back. And thank you very much for the invitation. Absolutely, a pleasure. You know, we always have a lot of fun. I think, and um, and I think it's it's fun for people to hear from the the angle of the backpacker's guide. And before we get into the interview and the serious business, let's talk about the backpacker's guide and uh, tell our our listeners what that's all about before we get into it. Well, it is my second book, the first one being The Family Business, How to Be in Business with People You Love Without Hating Them. And this one just takes a little bit of a different approach to it. And it's not just geared to the family business, but it very much applies. Because as you look at um, all of our businesses, whether they're family, um, small, large, whatever, there's times that you've got to climb and you've got to keep persevering through weather, through storms, through sunny days, whatever the case may be. And sometimes you go up, sometimes you go down. But it really is um, very much a mindset. And I really came across this concept for, after moving to Colorado and starting to do some hiking of 14ers um, in Colorado. And 14ers, by the way, are the 14,000-foot mountains that we have here. 
and then mm-hmm. doing some backpacking. And every time I go hiking, it's sort of like, oh, this reminds me of business. Oh, this reminds me of business. <laughs> oh, this reminds me of family. Oh, this reminds me of family business. And I got tired of having all the ideas and not doing something with it, so I put it together and have been having fun with it. And uh, the great part about that analogy is I think when most people think of hiking, it instantly relaxes their mind, and it's, it takes them away from the pressure of business. But you have to realize, especially if you're hiking at 14,000 feet, you better be prepared when you, before you start that trip. You better have planned it out, know where you're going, know what the side routes are, uh, know what's going to happen if anything happens. You really have to plan it just like you say, just like in a business situation. So there's a lot of, a lot of analogies and similarities there. Right, and it's uh, like you read the um, a back cover of my book because I talk about the, um, the back cover even plan and how important is that to business, but you've got to get your map and compass and plot your path. It's the same thing we have to do in our business. Prepare. You've got to be ready. In bike backpacking, you better not just, you know, go out there and not have prepared both physically and mentally. You know, you've got to improve your fit fitness. You've got to have the right tools. We need to have the same thing in our businesses as well. And persevere. You've got to roll with the changes and respond to situations as they arrive. You know, you can um, twist your ankle. You can do any number of things. And, you know, that very much um, applies to all of our business environments. You know, there's been some weather situations. You know, Colorado just got two feet of snow. Well, you've got to um, adjust based on things that happen here in our businesses as well as when we're out in the road. And the good thing about living in the, the time that we live is there are often, there are tons of, um, tools out there to help you prepare from technology that'll tell you what the latest weather is uh, to to guides and books and things like that that'll help you to really prepare. So I know that I don't really have to think this through myself, but I need to seek out those right tools. So I love I love uh, the analogy and, and it, it really, like I said, it relaxes me to think about it. Now let's talk about the thing that doesn't relax, relax me, and that's the transitioning of a family business from one generation <laughs> to the next. <laughs> That, that tenses me out. Because in my practice, I see, you know, let the baby boomers turn 70 in 2016, the oldest ones. There's a lot of this going on. A lot of people are saying, how do I keep the business rolling and pass it to the next generation and hand it on down? And so this is a very, very important topic. So I just wanted to tell our listeners to listen up here. So go ahead. Right. Well, um, the rules are, um, and the process is still the same. Um, the reality is if you are 70 and you're just now thinking about it, then you'd better hurry up because you really should have started thinking about it a long time ago. It is really that planning. And sometimes our planning horizon needs to be years, not days or weeks. And especially for transitioning that business, it is laying that um, foundation, and you you've got to lay out a plan. And a lot of times, um, the transitioning of the family business sometimes needs to be outside the family. Sometimes the next generation is not desiring, capable, or willing to be able to take that family business on, and therefore the transition starts becoming very different. But either way, there needs to be a transition. Good point. Good point. Wouldn't it be 
wonderful if there was a a way that you could accelerate five years into the future and see how it's working out with your son or daughter, family member, key employee that you decided to turn the business over because that's the big, that, that seems to be, you know, it's the first five years of that transition. It's make it or break it. And I don't know what the statistics are. Maybe you do, but a lot of those don't go through. They find out in the first couple of years, you know, this is not going to work. Well, the, um, the the statistics for transitioning to the next generation are pretty small. I mean, when you get to the fourth generation, it's about only about 3% of businesses. Very few really make it for reasons I've talked about. But the transition really needs to start when the kids are in their 20s, mm-hmm. not when um, or the next generation, not when the next generation is in their 40s. And so I don't care if the current generation is in their late 40s and the kids are in their 20s. You need to start laying the groundwork. By the time you're really ready to transition, it's almost, now I won't say it's too late, but you're behind the bell curve from there. You need to start looking at what their leadership skills are and developing them. One of the questions that I often ask my clients as I'm working with them is I'll say, Let's go and look at, you know, your mid-30s, your 30-year-old next generation that is there. Where are they as compared to where you were? And I would say about 95% of them say they're really ahead of where we were. And that's good. But part of it is you you have to recognize that and they have to recognize that they're not as um, they're not as old as their parents, and they're still going to have to learn things. But the current generation has to allow them to make mistakes. And that, in, the, that seems to be the biggest thing is we want to shelter everybody from making mistakes. Guess what? They're not going to learn. And that's the hardest part, I find, for a lot of the current um, generation passing things is it's their future, and they're often not willing to let the kids make the mistakes. And that's not good because that's that, like you said, that's how you learn is is by making those mistakes. But I think, you know, I I I keep thinking of like you remember those those drivers ed cars, <laughs> where yep, you have yep. you have the the student um, learner has the one wheel and the drivers ed guy on the on the passenger side has another wheel that he can grab and hold on to if he needs to. And it seems like a lot of these transitions, uh, at least for the early period. You need to let the let the student let the the uh, the emerging leader uh, have the wheel, but be ready to grab the wheel in case anything goes off. But not grab it, not grab it out of their hands just because of a a potential wrong move. But right. you better be ready because I've seen, and I'm sure you have too, a lot of businesses that the young people come out of school and they say, "Well, this is what they taught me, and this is what's going to happen," and they don't see the signs coming. And next thing you know, the business has irreparable damage. Well, your analogy is good because I can um, relate totally when my son was learning how to drive. And um, he had my car, so that was probably his um, first first mistake. And he he went around the corner, should have been going about 15, was going about 30, and came uh, a hair away from actually hitting another car. 
but the best thing, um, I lost five years off of my life. I am not a screamer, <laughs> but I did scream, you know, um, at the top of my lungs. And my poor friend, who happened to be on the phone with me in the mo- at the moment, um, lost 10 years off of her life because she didn't know what happened. And But it caused him to realize what can happen. So we've got to let them go do some things. If I had never let him go at that 30, okay, and I didn't let him, um, but he just did, um, he would not have understood that. And the same analogy goes for um, a lot of the businesses. And let's face it, um, today's business is different than when businesses were started in the 70s or 80s or 90s or even the early 2000s. The business climate, the business structure, how you do things, social media is different. And there's a lot of things that the kids have to find out for themselves what will work. And their styles will be different. And that's the piece that that plays into it. But it's really hard because um, the current generation is going, that's my retirement. That's what I'm going to, um, to live off. And we just have to understand that the um, when my son learned to drive, they didn't have the steering wheel, but they had the brake. And it's a great analogy of um, understand when to put the brake on so you're not going to drive off the cliff, but allow them to take the corner a little bit fast so that they understand what the implications are. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, that's a good, that's a really good analogy. So let's talk about what, what is, what do you think is the hardest part of transitioning a family business? That actually is very different for every family. And I know that can be a platitude, but it for some people, it's letting go. For some people, the kids aren't ready, that they don't have the leadership style, they don't have the work ethic, they don't have the, the training, they don't have the desire. For others, it can actually be the existing employees. And the existing employees don't want to respect that next generation. They don't, they don't see him. They see him as the young whippersnapper that, you know, what does this 20-year-old know? Um, for some of them, it can be the industry that they're in it needs to go through uh, major changes to, you know, it's the old um, um, horse and buggy. They needed to transition and a lot of the cars to come in, and we've got a lot of industries that are that way. And they're, um, so it's a survival um, type of environment. And so it really does depend on each generation. And a lot of it goes to the respect that they both have for each other and showing that respect in the business as well because I see a lot of situations where they will give platitudes to respecting until they disagree. And respect is really shown at the point in time in which you disagree do you know, what What do the regenerations do to each other um, and how they treat each other and how they work together? So I heard you say reluctance, readiness, resistance, restructuring sometimes, the, the business isn't ready for this, and respect, yep. the, I guess, the, the five R's of this. And, you know, the, the issue, I think, for a lot of people is that um, they 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 don't know what they don't know um, and it, it goes back to, to a, a basic rule of planning. Don't wait till so the business is so important to your retirement that everything's riding on it, including the, the notion of happy Thanksgivings forever. 
which means right. if this goes if this goes wrong and your retirement is soured because of it, now there's hostility in the family and there's there's all kinds of other issues by the way too. I mean, just because one child might be coming into the business doesn't mean there aren't other children who aren't that don't have some kind of grievances on their own, right? There's all kinds of dynamics in family business well, situations. It- Absolutely, and not handling, you know, I've um, seen situations where you've got three and four kids, and three of the kids want no part of the family business, and the fourth does, and the fourth is in there, but the other three like to make comments, or they interject when they really don't know anything about the business, so that's where it starts impacting it um, from there as well. And one of the other things that I'm starting to see a little bit um, more of, which is I find to be pretty funny to a certain extent, is the parents have not been able to um, address a certain trait with a child their whole life. But now in the business, they um, they actually want me to fix that. You know, yeah. um, they've got a bad habit. Well, if you could fix this bad habit, then, you know, all of us will love you. And I'm going, okay, you in there raising and everything, nobody's been able to fix this bad habit. They don't want to fix it, but you expect me to. It's going and understanding that some of those things just really need to be addressed early on, but we get a very high level of avoidance factor. And it's usually one spouse or the other in a family business. You know, mom's easy and dad's the disciplinarian or vice versa. And that starts to carry out through the business as well. Yeah, you know, you brought up a good point, And that is um, uh, for for you family business owners that are out there and you know who you are, if you have issues that you're not having uh, ease working with, uh, the dynamics of relationships – don't call in a, a business strategist to do your family counseling work, <laughs> please. <Right. laughs> Just leave us out of it. But get get some good family counseling. Make sure your relationships are in good order and repair. This is uh, family business succession planning is not counseling. It, it's very different from that. Um, so let's talk about the how does the next generation? And I've seen this many many times. I'm sure you have. The 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 son or daughter comes into the business and one one summer they're doing part-time work and they're starting to learn the business the next summer they're they're a little bit more engaged and involved and before you know it they're they're in some kind of a management or supervisory role and the and the employees who might have been there for a long time are watching this going oh, I see what's happening how does the next generation earn respect when they're often managing people that are much older than they are well, one of the things that I always recommend, and it, it goes to the the progression that you talked about, and that is have a job side the family business. I recommend usually three to five years so that you get input outside the family. And sometimes that's hard, but I think it is so critical because you start – a couple of things happen. One, you start to see the world outside the family business eyes, and that will always be good for the family business. Number two, you'll start seeing other leaders and how what it takes to earn respect outside of it, and you just get that experience that you can bring in rather than you know, talking to the 50-year-old and they know that you've never worked anyplace else. If you can go say, well, this is how we did it at this company, Oh, that's interesting. That's a different idea. We've never looked at it, and you're coming in with credibility. So that's that's one of the I think big pieces, and uh, I think is really critical to the health 
of the business and the individual and the relationship. The second is understand that you are different than the current generation. And so you are going to apply things and do things in different ways. So you need to sit down with that current generation and let's say, for example, um, it's a, a father and, you know, you've now got um, two kids in the business. And the father was really easy. He was lax and let things, you know, come and go and didn't really hold people accountable. Well, you believe that they should be held accountable because what you're seeing is a lot of um, lack of accountability, therefore lack of productivity and the like. You then need to sit down with the dad and say, we need to talk about what the culture is of this company. And the dad, in this example, needs to come along the side of the um, children and empower them and empower them in front of everybody else because it is a, a, an aspect of not power but empowerment because if he goes and says, we're going to be making some changes and I 100% support it, even if he, in this example, may not 100% agree, but if he stands behind them, that goes a long way. And it is a hard transition from there. So that's really two of the real critical things. And the others is the kids need to understand they don't know it all, and they need to embrace and listen to that current generation, you know, those 40, 50, maybe even 60-year-olds that have worked in that business for a while. And they need to say, well, you know, what do you see? You know, where are you at? If they get to know that other perspective, so it takes listening and asking questions, they can come a long way. That's great. Great tips, ideas. Now, uh, Jenna, we got a couple minutes left, but I wanted to um, allow you to tell us, uh, our listeners, more about the Backpacker's Guide to Business Success. And um, tell us, again, set the stage for, for who should read it, why should they read it, what do they get out of it? Well, one of the things that I did do with this book is I didn't gear it just to business owners. I geared it as well to the employee. And it's just a – it is a fun way to look at business from a different perspective. So, you know, we talk about um, before the journey begins, you know, what do you need to do, you know, planning, how important is attitude and how does attitude and um, altitude with your business and your mindset affect in it? You know, how do you gather and lead your team? Um, Because even for a lot of people, when we go hiking, we don't hike alone. We're hiking with a group. So how do you handle setting pace and um, keeping people together and making sure that they're not hurt and the like? And then, you get on the trail, and there are things like rabbits rabbits and squirrels and bears that are out there that distract you. Well, guess what? There's rabbits and squirrels and bear, bear equivalents in our business. So it really just takes you through all of those in um, a, sort of a metaphor of understanding and looking at things and understanding that it's it's a different way of looking at business and a different way of thinking about the challenges that you have in front of you. And the reality is there's a lot to business, but the older I get, I'm beginning to think that the biggest part of business is the mindset and the attitude you have with it. And when you're hiking and you're hot or you're tired or you're feeling lost or whatever the case may be, 99% of it is attitude with some perseverance. And doesn't that relate to our business world as well? 
It absolutely does, and it's it's a great, like I said, uh, I, I'm relaxed just thinking about the concept of backpacking, but when you put it in terms of the fact that there's there's teamwork involved, there are goals involved, there are going to be distractions involved, and, and you need to prepare for those, and you need to have first plotted out where you're going to go and um, how you're going to get back and what's going to happen if you don't get there. So it's all, it's all good. Um, I wish you great success with that. And our listeners can find that at your website or through Amazon, as I understand. And your website is Jenna Hoiberg.com, right? Right. Spell that out for our listeners. J A N N A H O I B E R G.com. And what else would they find at your website? They're going to find a little bit about um, me as far as the consulting aspect with family business. I'm also a um, public speaker, so I do, you know, if you've got an association or you've got a group that you want me to have come talk to or speak to, I have information there as well as some testimonials. Sign up for a newsletter. You know, there's a, my blog is on there as well as LinkedIn, and there's just sort of a lot of information. And I often, you know, my tagline is creating a, path for the next generation family business, but the subpart to that is changing the way you think about business. Because sometimes if you can just make a minor change to how you look at business, it can be the, um, a huge difference to the bottom line profitability. Great. Great tips. You know, great stories, Jenna. I always uh, enjoy um, talking with you and, and hearing what you're up to and, and what's new with you. So I hope our listeners will take advantage of that and go to jennahoyberg.com, find out about the, the book and what else they can. Uh, it sounds like it would be a fascinating discussion for businesses that have a group and want a, want a dynamic speaker. They can come back and take them down the trail a couple couple mile posts, I guess, huh? Absolutely, absolutely. <laughs> yeah, we have, we have a good we have a good time because it really um, applies to you know, um, to sales success, to customer service success, to um, marketing success. When you go and look at some of the analogies, you can dig it into some of the aspects of your business um, as well. So I've had a lot of fun with it. It's um, having some good traction and um, some good interaction, and it just applies to that whole family business aspect as well. And I greatly appreciate your inviting me back on the show. It's um, always fun to be here. All right. Terrific. Well, thank you again so much for joining us, and I look forward to the next time we speak, Jenna. Awesome. You have a wonderful day. All right. We're going to take a short break. We'll be right back after this, so please stay with us. You're listening to ExitCoachRadio.com, the information station for age 50-plus business owners, where we're interviewing top advisors, for their best tips, ideas, and precautions, so you can be well-planned. We upload new one-minute tips every day. ExitCoachRadio.com. Come listen for a minute. Thank you for listening to Exit Coach Radio. 